consentimiento de la calle. In authentic Latin beat. For, for all of my people, Negroes and Latinos, and even the gringo. Oye mi gente, hello everybody. I want to remind you guys about Nelson Castillo and D'Angelo Gogo present Oso Sucia, a Dirty Bear event featuring DJ Alex Ramos on The Rail in San Diego, Friday, August 18, 2023, starting at 9 o'clock. You guys can go and get your tickets at ososuciaevents.com, O S O. S-U-C-I-A-E-V-E-N-T-S dot com. Go over there, get yourself some tickets for this month, and do know that every month we will be returning every third Friday of the month. We have a lot of really great uh, talent lined up for you guys. But at this one for Friday, August 18th, this Oso Sucia is going to feature Tony De Santiago, the beef burrito himself from Go Go for the Gold Season 1. We also have one of our resident dancers, Rico Prada, returning. And you guys will also see Gogo Arthur. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one, you guys. So just make sure that you guys go and get your tickets right now at ososuciaevents.com. Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. And just like that, the things that you're insatiable for and the things that you find truly bingeable. We are back again. I'm sorry, we're a couple days late, but whatever. Listen, you have content for a Sunday afternoon, and what is better than that? But the Sunday delight herself, Miss Aguila Ramirez, she's back in the house. Hi, Benji. Yes, one of the friends of the pod who is now, um, who's here a lot. Okay, listen, (laughs) we were just talking about a bunch of like Vanderpump Rules things earlier. We're not going to put you guys through that, but I know I just blew her mind because she's watching (laughs) Vanderpump Rules and she didn't really pay attention to Scandal, so it's a whole thing. So, but we're going to talk about other pop culture things today. We're going to get into and just like that episodes seven and eight that just recently aired over on Max. Lots of spoilers are bound for those. But before we get into that, um, and I know that you do fly the skies, the friendly skies. Is that somebody's somebody's like actual like logo though, right? The friendly skies. Come fly the friendly skies. I don't remember. It might have been someone's like tagline for a while. I don't. Probably. Anyways, we're children of the 80s. So we were like hit with so many like commercial <laughs> slogans and everything else throughout life. Um, but you guys over on Apple, uh, Apple TV, I want to call it like Apple Plus, Apple One, Apple What, you know what I mean? Everything has like extra names, but there's a couple things over there right now that, you know, sometimes like we touch and go with our Apple subscriptions because we're not sure what's going to be playing over there. Oh. Um and I know that morning show was supposed to be coming back now with this full strike. Who knows where we are? But there are a couple shows right now. There's one that you can fully binge. I think there's seven episodes to it. Miss Aguida will not be um, binging this. But you not. <laughs> you should, but you could get some screen capsule because you you fly. But it's hijacked, you guys. It's over on Apple. It's Idris Elba. So, like, come on. <laughs> like, and he is 
fully in his like daddy mode um Harrison Ford you know what I mean oh, like yes. we're, we're we're hitting that era we're hitting, we that, are hitting era that era of Idris. for sure yes yeah so we're, we're hitting that era and so and he's on this plane it's a whole situation I can't talk about it too much without giving away spoilers so I'll just say like, like episode one um he gets on a plane and it's hijacked but it's not who you think that hijacks it and it's not why you think and there's lots of ties to what's going on in his real life on the ground and then also with all the different people that are in this plane it is it's like a it's like a mystery you know um what do you what do you i'm okay so you're basically telling me it's not the typical hijack situation i i might want to watch this now i just you know Mm -hmm. i i just want to keep my mind steadfast because you know i do attend flights that's what i do um, but that sounds cool if it's if it's non-conventional. Yeah, it's a little bit like um, and it's not the TV. There, there's an old movie from 2021. I'm trying to find like the most recent television show, TV show synopsis. But um, it's a seven episode limited series follows Sam, played by Idris Elba, a top-notch negotiator who finds himself stuck in the middle of an airplane hijacking hijacks uh and then i I don't want this gonna give like things but anyways so this is what's happening with him um it's a thriller because see i can't give it away because you know like okay i like thrillers though you're gonna make me watch this you make me watch everything it's super (laughs) com it's it's super complex i mean the thing is is it's it is scary with like the way that they go about things but the manipulations and whatnot are just like next level it's a different type of a show um, he, it's like, it all takes place like on one flight, you know what I mean? It's a limited series. And so, and I kind of like that it's a limited series. Cause it's like, we're, we're done. We're closed. It's like a big movie, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, it's really easily digestible. If you like action, there is, um, it's not gratuitous violence, but there is some violence. There is some gun violence, that sort of a thing, but, um, fabulous, fabulously acted heartstrings. It made it happen. Um, on the flip side over an Apple Plus or an Apple TV, Apple One, one what do you call it? It's Apple TV, but it's just like, word word. That's what yeah, just the, it. the so one that you Apple. pay for, <laughs> Apple that you pay for. Um, there's a second season. This is what I was telling you about the other day. And it's a television show called The After Party. Okay. And mm-hmm. so um, season one, uh, one of the main characters in it is Tiffany Haddish. She plays like. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. She, that's it's a sequel to the I saw the after part of the original. Okay, so if you've yes. seen se- season yes. one, I've seen season one. This show is so good. Oh mm-hmm. my god, it's it's a lot of time jumping and whatnot. Yes. And so season it. two, yeah. So the first season, you know, like everything happens at this. Um, it's a murder mystery where somebody dies in the very first episode, and then we have Tiffany Haddish, who kind of plays like a Columbo-y kind of bumbling, you know, Jessica Fletcher type character who comes in and solves the mystery, but she's interviewing everybody and everybody gives their take on how the evening went. So you kind of rewind back and you go forward into time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I hope people understand what we're talking about, that we're not just talking our own language right it's now. It's also really okay. fun because the way that when everyone tells their story, they also change storytelling styles to match the person's story. And that's really fun to watch. Here's what they do in season two. They take it 
and they put the volume up on each person's storytelling. So one person has a film noir story. One person, they go, it's like a Bridgerton kind of a story. Like they like, and they like change costumes and everything. They change the way that it's shot. They change like the first time it was like, you know, it was, they've, they've, they got a bigger budget. Second season, they get a <laughs> bigger budget. Um, and so the whole thing, I want to see if we're like, if I can give away a little bit without giving away. Um, when Zoe's sister, so Zoe, she was in the first season. Remember her? Yes. She was the love interest. Yeah, she was a love interest. So she's played by uh, Zoe Chow. Sam Richardson is the main character in this. Um, and so Zoe Chow and him, they're dating now, now that they're actually together because the first season, spoiler alert, those two, you know, he's kind of like on the outs with her and he's like obsessed with her, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now they're actually together. So they're going back for Zoe's sister's wedding. And she's getting married to a very well-to-do gentleman um, who uh, our murder mystery basically surrounds. So Tiffany Haddish then like comes back into the picture and they're going to be interviewing everybody. It's only on like episode six. So it's not even fully told yet. I don't think. Um, so a fun watch jump oh on God. now. It's really, yeah. really good. It's quick. Like the first, the first episode is like straightforward storytelling. The second one becomes like Bridgerton. The third one is like film noir. The fourth one turns into um, what's the style of uh, Ben Stiller and Gwyneth Paltrow? They were in that movie a long time ago. Mary, the Royal Tenenbaums, the oh, Royal the Tenenbaums. Royal. So okay. it's told in that kind of a, a style. And so each each episode really really good don't know where it's going yet don't know who did it yet because it's only on episode six but that's something i would encourage everybody to watch that is a good binge for you to go through season one and then catch up here on season two and it's going to be ending in a couple weeks wes so anderson, that's the storytelling style wes anderson you guys see look at that i know a lot of you guys are screaming at us from your home behind you doing your dishes <laughs> or in the car or whatever else you're doing but that it's fab completely into it and then i just started i'm on an apple television show kind of thing because of how busy I am at work so I am um what do you call it consuming in a different way and so I'm just consuming through that network I just closed all my effing tabs you guys no. so let me pull let me pull my things back up as we're talking um recently closed four tabs oh we can rope you can open my right, right back up look at that Thank yeah, you, Apple. Apple. Right Thank you. See, we're promoting Apple and it's being good to me. <laughs> the whole Apple episode. <laughs> it's a whole situation. Um, but anyways, those are the two shows that I'm right now telling you guys about over there on Apple TV. And then on Max, where we are at this point, is um, The Righteous Gemstones. Are you into this? Have you watched it? I'm, I'm not into The Righteous Gemstones. Like, they just haven't caught me off of the off of the the trailers alone like i just haven't i haven't i haven't cared i'm sorry <laughs> i'm fully in they're getting a fourth season this the third season just ended um i would encourage everybody go for it watch it that kind of thing are you hearing noise in my background no are you hearing it in mine no okay good anthony's only heard tapping away on things and like feeding the dogs as loud as possible so that's just what's <laughs> happening in my background today so we're recording on a saturday afternoon here yeah. um and we're not trying to edit today so you guys are just going to get what's happening because <laughs> wow. life has been um life is good life is insane life is busy um but anyways 
Um, where was I talking about? Oh, the righteous gemstones. So season one, um, it takes like an episode to get into just to kind of get into like the pace of it and the dialogue and everything. And then it'll snap in for you. I'm telling you right now, um, solid storytelling. It's about like those big mega churches in the South. And it's like, uh, but it's like a funny, you know, parody of all of that kind of thing, you know, like big preachers like Jim Baker and all that sort of thing. Um, I've talked about it on here before, like way back when the first like season started. And so season three has been recently on watch it. John Goodman's great in it. They, Kristen Johnson is introduced. Remember her? Mm-hmm. We from, about her yeah. Sex in the city <laughs> splat. Um, <laughs> but she's in this and man, she looks rough and it's really good to know that she does not look rough in real life. They just make her look this way because oh, okay. like, yeah, because oh, of her character. I was feeling like, what the hell happened to her? And then today <laughs> I was on Insta and I'm like looking over at um, Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin has one of those Instagram accounts that I just really enjoy lately. Um, just because, you know, as we watched her on her like healing journey and she's just having fun. And it seems like she's the coolest, like, you know how like Kathy was like down and out for a minute, you know, like people yeah. were really like, after the whole Anderson Cooper and, and Andy uh, Cohen thing, you know, with, with um, the CNN New Year's Eve kerfuffle mm-hmm. and Andy Anderson, Andy Cohen acting like he didn't know her and using the, the Mariah line and all that sort of a thing. And so she, her feeling that way, but then you're finding out like people like um, Kristen Johnson is like hanging out at her house and Rosie O'Donnell and that sort of a thing. So, but I just saw Kristen Johnson on her uh, Instagram, look for her, her most recent two videos. She got her eyebrows and her lips tattooed on and I guess when oh Kathy Griffin did Mm -hmm. and so and um Kristen's in like the beginning of one of the episodes of like the reveal of it and it looked rough when you get that like cosmetic lipstick done Mm -hmm. and I just I never (laughs) and then but when she shows like the end result like after it heals out it does look good but it just always makes me think because there's always these ladies who I worked with in the salons, especially like when I when I lived in New York, um, who would come in and all of a sudden have like eyeliner, but like permanent eyeliner on and that sort of thing. And it would just it would look good for a moment and then it would start to look speckled. You know what I mean? And it would just it would raise up. And so like tattooing the cosmetics really scares me. And so it's gotten so, so I've done a lot of research on this, um, Mm -hmm. because we're, you know, of a certain age now. So now we have to be like open to these other modalities of beauty. Right. I think you do, you know, if if that's what you want. Um, but the technology has gotten so much better because in, I don't know if this happened in your Latin household, but in my Latin household, tattooing makeup was all the rage in the early nineties. My aunts got their eyebrows done. They got liner done. Nobody got lipstick done, funny enough, but eyebrows and liner were like the it thing to get done. But the in my direct family, we they weren't doing it, but we saw like other people and it always looked rough. And they would go to somebody who wasn't even like a real like yeah. cosmetic tattoo, or they would go to like, you know, the guy who's doing the love mom tattoo down in the street and get like, and you just be like, what happened to these old ladies with these yes. off off centered like, eyebrows? <laughs> Everybody wanted arches, so everyone just walked around looking angry. All the time. Oh my god, church festivals <laughs> and like a bunch of like angry, like looking Latina ladies, and it was just yes. because of the eyebrows. But and it's so. gotten so much better. Like just the technology, I think, around tattooing has has obviously, you know. Um, well, and she can pay for the good ones, apparently. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Kathy Griffin. So. 
but also like we've learned so much about skin and how color takes and how to do it and how many you know passes you really need and all of that but you you're right it is because it's it's permanent at the end of the day that's the thing you can't can't undo it you can't wait for filler you can wait for it to dissolve like you know threads they'll they'll let your face go at some point like everything else is is will go back to square one but a tattoo it's like there and then the only way to get rid of it you change your skin you change your skin texture (laughs) yeah but even if you go and like get it removed laser and that sort of thing you're changing your skin texture it's never going to be the same so it just it just makes me scared um okay before we get into just like that and everything have you heard this like I don't want to like be a downer, mm-hmm. but all the stuff that's going on with Lizzo. Yes, I actually, yeah, I did. I, um, I don't know. It's, it's, a it's th- th- things get wild and, and the rumor mill starts, but, but I actually went and like saw footage of the three accusers and what they said was kind of, um, how did you feel? Because some people say that they shouldn't have done the TMZ interview. Like, what did you feel? Because I didn't actually watch those I, interviews. I, I didn't looked see at the, the TMZ interview. I saw like news clips. Like somebody had thrown together a bunch of news clips and done a synopsis of what was going on. And I feel like, and so the news clips were the interviews that I saw. I just feel like, um, I don't know. It's one thing to have an issue and to want to have a person correct a, a behavior that's harmful. And mm-hmm. it's another thing to like launch an entire campaign against somebody. I just don't, I don't know what they're fully getting out of it. How much is the suit for? I need to look, let's see how much they're actually asking for the, um, so you guys well, at home, so I if you guys, when, if you guys are, uh, so at home, if you guys are like listening, so if you've been living underneath the rock or if you just haven't paid attention I Lizzo right now, Yeah, Lizzo has been accused of some ex-dancers who are now suing her, um, speaking out about uh, um, accusations and allegations, basically. Um, Let me pull up a real quick thing. Just so former dancer, the Grammy-winning artist singer Lizzo, are speaking out after filing a lawsuit against the pop star over an alleged hostile work environment they claim was caused by harassment, discrimination, and weight-shaming. You can see a public figure, quote unquote, you can see a public figure and all you know about them is what is presented to you when the cameras are rolling. Crystal Williams, one of Lizzo's ex-dancers, told uh, Good Morning America's Kelly Carter. Ariana Davis, the dancer who's accusing Lizzo of weight shaming, added, I know it's alarming to hear it's that Lizzo, a plus size woman who preaches body positivity, would be fat phobic, essentially. But I want to challenge people to understand the hurt people hurt people. Quote unquote. The complaint was filed Tuesday in Los Angeles County Superior Court against Lizzo, whose legal name is Melissa Vivian Jefferson, as well as her production company, Big Girl Touring, Inc. Um, dancers Williams, Davis, and Noella Rodriguez alleged sexual, uh, religious, and racial harassment, disability discrimination, assault, and false imprisonment, according to the press release and lawsuit from the plaintiff's attorney, Ron Zambrosa. Uh, Davis and Williams were fired and Rodriguez resigned in what she said was a response to the alleged treatment of the other two dancers. Our dramas are always being threatened, Davis told GMA. Um, I personally never had job security in this whole, whole entire time. I'm gonna, we, have to have to, we have to talk about some of this stuff, but we're going to keep, I'm going to just kind of think Lizzo has denied allegations, adding that the accusations are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior. A run on the tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. 
quote unquote, I am very open with my, with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me to be something I am not, Lizzo wrote, addressing the accusations of the sexual harassment. She later continued addressing the weight shaming allegations. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis. It would never, absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. On GMA, the dancers said Lizzo's statements aims to invalidate their experience and their trauma. Uh, for many of the women that have, uh, because it mainly women that have come forward, they say that they have felt the same or they have started their stories with us because they don't want to publicly share it yet. It completely kind of intimidates all of our experiences and our trauma and your pain, says Rodriguez. Williams said that she finds it sad that a group that wasn't uh, met with acknowledged um, acknowledgement of our feelings when her brand was to preach about women's empowerment, blah, 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 blah. So they go on to talk about this. So this is where we are right now. Um, these girls, like some of them got their jobs because of the Amazon prime series, watch out for the big girls mm -hmm. that is like award-winning. It's an Emmy, not, you know, winning show and everything. So, um, what else do we have here? Um, Okay, so that's pretty much where they are. Let me see if I can find how much they're actually, you know, in suit for. There's a bunch of people who are now like piling on like these other, you know, film people who are like, you know, I found her insufferable and blah, 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 blah. And it's just kind of like, well, the character issue is not the same as like a work environment hostility issue. People need to kind there of there you go. There you go. True. Like You don't have to like a bitch, but like you need to be able to do your job comfortably. Exactly. So here's some of the things like, so the stuff that they have talked about, and I, I'll find it here. Um, and we'll just, all this is like alleged, and this is all the stuff that we've been reading in the news and everything, guys. So I don't know what is truth and what is false. And, you know, we want to believe women and we and also it's it's like it's developing. We don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness. Something just started talking. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I, whatever that was, heard it. <laughs> it was my. It was that one was my. It was you know how the Good Morning America wants oh, you yeah. trying to make you watch TV after you read the article. Like, come on, you gave me enough, um, and I gave you enough of my bandwidth. Good Morning America. <laughs> Good night. Um, but so if you read like this whole suit and everything else, so on one side, like the whole thing about you know, well, they were weight shamed, body shamed, whatever. And that's why this girl lost lost her job. Remember like working in dance and that sort of thing that yeah. or even like in theater is that you're hired to be a certain look, a certain weight, a certain costume. And if you lose weight or if you gain weight, you mm -hmm. can lose your job. And so that might be what happened here in that situation. So that might, and you sign a contract that says I will appear this way and this is how you know like there's a lot of things that you sign yourself over to sometimes you even have clauses in those contracts about how many costume uh refittings you're allowed right like you they can only take it out two times or pull pull it in two times and if you hit that mark then like now you're now you're in violation of your contract technically right and you have to either pay for it yourself or they just let you go they'll find somebody who is going to fit the look and listen to them and not cost them more money because these seamstresses have to go into overtime for the evening. <laughs> like it's that kind of thing. Now the other shit, have you heard about the Shirlene Jackson or sure? I'm um, sure wait, I got to find her name now. No. I want to make sure I quote. Okay. Google. 
So one of the people that was on this, um, who is claimed in the suit, let me pull up another interview. See, the thing is, is why does everything want to give you like audio? Please. Um, some of the suit. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, some of the allegations that they brought forward that have to do a lot. I'm sorry. She's the captain, Charlene. Yes. What's her last name? Quigley. Charlene Quigley. What is that name? Charlene Quigley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like what? Like is she from 1960 from the Love Boat? Like was she was she a passenger on the Love Boat? Like please tell me, Charlene Quigley. <laughs> Shirley Quigley in that, and she'll get your little dog too. Um, but she's nasty. She's the one who that they are alleging a lot of things towards that a lot of like the um, harassment and things came from her. Like one of the girls was a virgin and she would always mention things about this. She would herself talk about um, her religion and God and that sort of thing and that sex before marriage was a sin and masturbating was a sin and then she would be like but today I made an oopsie okay this is like somebody who's like in management like telling them like oh I masturbated earlier basically what she's saying so that kind of shit yeah um deal with it you know and then right. there and then there's just also this this like weird line as well when it comes to like the art and the HR of the whole situation yes. because you got you're over here dancing to Lizzo's rumors. All the rumors are true. I fuck him and fuck you. I mean, like, th like the songs, you know what I mean? So like you're, you're out there and you're going to be doing this and you're going to be simulating the gyrating these moves and that sort yep. of a thing. And so it's like, where does, where does the off button hit? You know, like where, when you come off stage, we're not talking about that anymore. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. And then they were also feeling the pressure of needing to, like, I guess some of the stuff happened in Amsterdam here in 2023, where when they were on tour after mm -hmm. the show, they were going out to the red light district and they were going to the different um, strip bars and things like that. And this is the whole banana incident that like girls were putting things inside and like shooting them across the room and that sort of stuff. And one of them is, is like, people were like, eat a banana out of this stripper, <laughs> like essentially. Right. So that's like this, this whole bananas and vaginas, you know, that's like the new television show for kids. Bananas <laughs> and vaginas are coming down the stairs. Bananas and vaginas. <laughs> but anyways, I stole that from Michelle Collins. I heard her sing something like that earlier this week. And it's what I've been like singing to myself all fucking way. Cause bananas and vaginas <laughs> are coming down the stairs. <laughs> but anyways, um, trauma, sorry. If anybody's triggered, um, but anyways, if you've made it this far, um, so well, these girls, you know, that they were, they were, felt like they were kind of bullied into going because if they didn't go, like when Lizzo opened up to like everybody, we're going out tonight. Right. Um, I, I need a head count, and they would feel pressure to like, you know, Shirlene would be like, we got a head count, who's going? And if you didn't go, well, then you might not be looked on as like one of the fun ones. You might not get the opportunities to go with Lizzo on the tonight show and dance back up that sort of a thing. So that's one of the things yeah. that they're kind of alleging in there. But that's a real thing in entertainment is that sometimes like, like you, if you're not, if you're not, then you're, you're not going to necessarily get the opportunity because the reality is that in entertainment, people work with people they feel comfortable with frequently because you are putting in long hours. You are 
you know, if you're an artist and you're creating work, you're putting in a lot of vulnerability and, and also like it costs money to do these things. So knowing people who can deliver, who you feel comfortable with, who speak your language is part of keeping the costs down and also keeping the machine like flowing, keeping the vibes, right? Like vibes are a big deal, but you know, in entertainment, there has to be like, it, it is a little weird. Like I remember we used to be like, I mean, I'd have like people's sweat dripping down my own eye because I'm changing them out of a mm-hmm. costume when we worked, um, you know, our summer job in, in Hershey park and, and they're naked in front of you. Like, but you have to know the difference between like where the line is. There's a line. Yeah, the line is. There's always a line of respect and consent. Most important. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, and if you were, and, and the difference here is that there's a palance, there, a, a palance, a power balance mm-hmm. that is skewed. Lizzo's top dog, Lizzo's queen, Lizzo's king. She's, you know, you you bow to her. Mm-hmm. And so if Lizzo's going to the strip club and everybody is going tonight, um, you should, there's a certain amount of job insecurity that you have as a person in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And that, you know, that, you know, your next job is only going to be, you know, is you're hoping for the next job because this job is is pushing right now. Mm-hmm. And so you're feeling like, okay, well, I better go to that, that show. I better go to this thing, but that has to, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of oneness on you to know that like, okay, well, I just can't, you know what I mean? Like, what are, you, if this yeah, is, what are your, what are your if, limits? Yeah. If this is bending me in such a certain way, then, you know, like, so that's, that's part of this is that they, they of their free will is that they went to this place, but they did feel the pressure of not getting the choice roles. I don't get to stand next to Lizzo in the picture. I don't, you know what I mean? Like you and the security of that. And then the other thing that the imprisonment of like, cause you're stuck in a contract. And so, and this has happened and this is, this goes back to like, it, I mean, not everybody can be the favorite. Not everybody can be the Tina Landon to Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? Right. Like you don't, you don't, you not everybody gets that because Janet has a vibe with Tina. They speak a certain mm-hmm. language together. They can mm-hmm. talk about the most disgusting things together. I mean, remember the old Janet album where, you know, like on like if, you know, like the velvet, like before Velvet Rope, yeah. like um, the Janet, like, boobs. yeah, the Janet yeah. album with the booby thing. And so, and they were always partying together. And then you also have like Madonna and the whole era of like, you know, when um, the girly show, you know what I mean? All those things that they were always going out to strip clubs and things like that together. And so, and if you didn't feel like you wanted to go, then you didn't go. And so it's just kind of like this, it's a push and pull. I don't know how to feel about it. Let's see what more information comes out. Yeah. I believe that Lizzo was a safe space to a lot of people this past summer when all these pride things were going on and she's bringing out drag queens and doing, you know, telling kids, you know, that they were okay for who they are and what she also exemplifies towards little dark skin, round girls, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's, there's something different that she's done and so it just sucks that this is what has happened, you know? I, yeah, I think that I'm a little, I'm similarly torn because like, believe the people who are, believe the victims first, right? Like mm-hmm. listen, to, everyone at least should be listened to and the possibility should be considered as actually possible, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I definitely feel in that way too. But I also like some of the things that are like, um, um, they're they're accusing right I'm kind of like how much of that is like you put yourself in a position with work where you weren't 
like like you went you went to the place like you like went they to the were place and you didn't you didn't want to maybe you didn't want to go like there's you're going to a red light district one thing is going to happen there and that's the thing you know you're mm-hmm. definitely you know what i mean like that's what's going to happen there if you're already like um it's if it's already a boundary for you then like maybe don't do it but at the same time the one interesting thing that kind of that i saw earlier today was there was a woman who says i've worked with beyonce i've worked with gaga and somebody else and i've and i've I've always felt like I was in a good and safe work environment. So I just, that makes me feel like, okay, there might be um, a, a degree of onus on Lizzo or her, I'm not even going to say her, but her company to like create an environment, to put in certain like procedural things to, to make sure that everybody is protected and feels okay. But it sounds also like there's a difference of values here right and some of those might be due to religion so therefore there might be a like a degree of like people who are conservative about certain things and liberal about certain things that are not necessarily clashing and then maybe the gray area of what like is okay hr wise versus not hasn't been discussed as well as it should be potentially there you go yeah it's like it's it's you know where is that off switch i mean what's going to happen now is is these people I, I, aren't going to be dancing with their dancers anymore. They're not going to be inviting everybody out to the club. You're not you, I mean, after party is, is me. For, and Yeah. But that sounds horrible for the vibe because how many times haven't th- amazing things been created just on the dance floor after work chilling, you know, like well, just, you know, after a show, like after a show and you're feeling when you're feeling it with everybody that you want to go yeah. out and, and hang out and, you know, vibe with everybody and everybody be on the same high when you had a good show. But, you also, but stuff comes out of that, like, cause you're on an adrenaline high from the show and then you're still in that vibing creative space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like things, magical things happen after the show when you're just kind of like blowing off steam. And that sometimes becomes the the next project. You know what well, I there mean? There you go. I mean, Beyonce, the whole, <laughs> this whole album, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Renaissance is all a dance club album. Like right. she was doing stuff on the dance floor with her friends. You, you know, you, you feel a little bit of that. Like you little, experience. Yeah, totally. She wouldn't experience something, <laughs> but it's just, it's just so unfortunate. And it all kind of sucks the whole entire situation, because if, you know, hopefully this is sensitivity and that, you know, there'll be a, a meeting of the minds in the middle and an apology and a, you know, we do, we weren't seeing eye to eye. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we're going to get, somebody's going to get some money here. I think at some point, right. But um, just to kind of like take it on a side thing before we go into just like that, cause we're getting really, really deep. <laughs> this is probably like one of the deepest like conversations we've had on this podcast in a long time. Um, when you talk about like, or not saying you, but like when the general you and the people who are talking about, I've been on set with Beyonce and with this person and that, you know, it felt safe and that, and is there a difference though, when it's a big black woman of how everybody, of how everybody is going to be around and how's everybody going to treat her on set and everything else because it's like it's somebody who notoriously people try to overlook or put them in a box of like the auntie and all these other kind of things and you have Lizzo out there who 
You know what I mean? Her TikTok is her bending over to shake her ass on everything. Right. You know what like I mean? Character energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's just like somebody who is just taking up too much space and, and we can't handle it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, is there a little bit of that going into all of this that everybody who has an issue with her care, like not her character, but her personality and her attitude, you know, with them. And her gravitas, right? Yeah. Like, we, like, we, why, you know, I'm just, I'm just wondering. So this is where that conversation is. So anyways, um, let's just keep it moving. Let's get to back to the lighter things. Let's talk about <laughs> Max. I hate that HBO calls itself Max now. I it know. really is like, Come anyways, on. so on Max, we were on and just like that. So we are talking about episodes seven and eight. We're probably going to like blend over here and there, but episode seven is called February 14th. This is the one where we have the return of Aiden. Mm-hmm. And so we are learning about Aiden. Um, we also are now post breakup with Che and Miranda. Um, why is this not working? I swear, everything like hates me. Okay, this week's installment of Just Like That, this is actually two weeks ago, installment of Just Like That, um, was the February 14th episode. It's our long-awaited reunion with Aiden Shaw, played by Mr. John Corbett. Okay, thoughts about John Corbett. What do we like? Do we like him? Are we back? We love him. We love him. He. We will forever love him. He's just... <laughs> His eyes, like his whole, like the way he, oh, he just, that he's alive. I've been listening to so many things about, you know, like, uh, or it doesn't see Michael Patrick King's, you know, podcast about the show Mm -hmm. and everything. And so, and the way that he tells these men in his shows, hey, you're coming back, but I need you to work out. I need you to look, like he (laughs) has flipped the script in Hollywood that like, (laughs) you need to be a love interest again. So apparently- (laughs) He had taken um, in like these conversations and he's talking about like, you know, when he was calling each of the um, characters, you know, each of the actors, you know, 25 years later to say, hey, we're reviving the show. We would like to incorporate your character back in. Would you be in blah, blah, blah. This is where we see it going. And so when he met individually with Cynthia Nixon, with with uh, with with Kristen Davis, you know, and he, you know, John. um John Corbett and that sort of thing. And so, and also Chris Noth. The Chris Noth actually goes into this episode. We'll talk about it in a second. But his meeting with John Corbett when they were sitting there and John, you know, um, had ordered fried chicken and he told, <laughs> and he like, and he told him, you know, like during their meal, he's like, so I have plans to bring you back as an aid in this year. And, you know, so I'm going to need you to, you know, tighten it up. And and like, and John like dropped his, like his, his fried chicken and said, you're saying I'm too fat. And so and he was 40 pounds overweight because he was just like in the off season of all, yeah. you know, of COVID and everything in else. Uh-huh. So he did, he did do that. So one of the things, um, so just like fast forwarding. So the whole anticipation of bringing Aiden back and we're teaching um, Dr. Naya and Seema about Aiden that, you know, like mm-hmm. these people haven't experienced, they have like a whole, a whole different um, view on what this relationship is. And so now we're letting everything back in. Um, in the February 14th episode, I'm just trying to think, is there's anything that we really, really want to get into? Oh, one of the best things, um, 
was Miranda and oh, how Carrie's been Googling the hell out of him. We mm-hmm. love that. <laughs> like, that like, wasn't like, available to them when they were dating at all. Yeah. It wasn't, that was not a thing you could do. A Gen Z, listen up. <laughs> we exactly. could Google everybody to figure out who they were before we met them. We had to just well, go the on. Fact the that, she, she, that these are people too in like New York City, like money, that she can see like, what's he worth? And she finds mm-hmm. out that he sold his company to West Elm. So Aiden mm-hmm. is doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. to stroke when you're alone or with a friend when you just need to take the edge off so head on over to www.humanitysd.com for 20% off all stroker and stroker accessories using code dan20 you got about another week left on this pig so make sure you guys take advantage of this 20% discount at humanitysd.com you guys can even use that promo in store for you locals in san diego get your 20 percent off of strokers and stroker accessories www.humanitysd.com dan 20 lots of fun there let's just talk about the Aiden storyline and then we'll kind of jump around to whatever else was going on in this so we have her anticipating like meeting him again and like in that restaurant and like that thing in New York City so these restaurants that they actually shot these in were the real restaurants where he where Michael Patrick King was meeting Chris Noth before they started and just like that over mm-hmm. and Michael Patrick King went to the restaurant and he was like what is this little like Italian nothing in the wall and he just they <laughs> took him to this back table and he thought well Chris must know a secret place in the city and his phone died and he had to charge his phone there and he <laughs> finds out that Chris is actually next door in the red booths so oh, okay. that's actually ripped re- literally from their real life that that's you know like when he, that's definitely like definitely thing where a very new york thing where you're just like i mean uh, if you're not if you're not technology savvy or you just want to be in technology denial that your phone's gonna die that's gonna mm-hmm. happen many a times oh girl like i remember like just walking into the wrong apartment like in like when like being in New York and like you know okay we're gonna be going for um it was this uh acting class you know <laughs> it was like at this lady's house on the upper west yeah. side <laughs> and so it's supposed to be at her house and supposed to be like this teaching group and whatnot and so and like they said this is the apartment number blah blah blah, blah. and so I go in I let myself in like how they say I go and I sit down at this mm. table and I'm waiting and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, you know, and this is like back when we had like, I think a razor phone, like a brick phone and like, and just like, nobody's coming in. And then there was some like, just old man in the apartment. I was like, um, hi, is, is I think her name was Sandra, Sandra here, you know, and I was looking for my friend, Julie, who was supposed to like be meeting me there. And they're like, who are you talking about? You know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. so like I leave and I was one block over. Oh, I was one block over. That's always the serendipitous like thing about New York. Like, what are the chances that an apartment with the same number is also just like 
the doors just open. The doors open that you can just walk in. Just walk in. And then you can sit down and you're just kind of wait like, oh my gosh, yes, yes. Just sat there and like had my little my little notebook and my little script <laughs> sides and just like sitting there at this old man's table. And he's just like, what are you doing here? I'm, like, I'm waiting for Sandra. Who's Sandra? You know, it's like, uh, you know, like, so I've had those moments like in the past. It's just, you know, th- those little things. Um seeing him in that tight ass jacket why do they put him in that jacket like <laughs> you don't like it i think it's it's so like i get it you know i would prefer him almost like in a barn coat but like that the only reason why i would think that they would maybe put him in that is almost like he was showing up for war you know what i mean because it was a little bit military it was a little bit armor so like to see carrie for the first time after all these years he had to, like put on his armor or something like that that's the only metaphor i can get for why he's wearing that ugly ass jacket i i i liked him in that jacket i also think it's like you know when older people go dating after they haven't dated for so long they just like pull what they think is cool from the shelves because that's what like everybody else is wearing that's what mm-hmm. i that's the interpretation i got out of it but i also thought he looked pretty good in it but okay we did your heart Okay, so my heart is all the things. Why are you asking me about my heart? It was it was beautiful when the two of them were like meeting and they like lit her from behind perfectly. So she had the halo and he looked great. And like then they go in and they have their conversation and then they take them back to the apartment and he realizes where he is. But the hug though, he always used to cup her head. And Mm -hmm. when they hugged and he cupped her head, that's where like I I was like literally like it, it was so late at night and I'm like alone in my room going oh my god oh my god yeah I felt happy I felt the tinge like you felt like yeah it was like it was that old sex in the city the zaza zoo like and like as 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 an old episode is called you know what I mean like it's that last last episode of episode of season four that's called the zaza zoo that's the one where um Bitsy and Bobby get married yeah 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 oh my god my mind I have lots of junk (laughs) in here you guys there's so much junk in this head but um culture but, <laughs> but then when when they get to her house and you're like in this like great place oh, yeah. and then he tells her i can't go in there and my heart dropped and i was like oh so we're just getting him for a day we got him for the scene and we're done <laughs> i was like how do we fix this but it, but i like that they did that because it's like people's traumas from the things they went through with you if they went through hard things with you they are real and those boundaries are there but how do you create something new on top of that scar right it shows how deep he loved her how broken you remember when you broke my heart remember when he told her that like that was like it that all comes back you know what i mean and so and it's it's just that whole thing and then they figure fuck it it's full of hotels and the thing is like yeah and these rich ass motherfuckers are just gonna <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, spend those three hundred dollars four hundred dollars a night good that's not even three four hundred dollars those are seven hundred eight hundred twelve hundred dollar rooms if if yeah because yeah, in the next episode spoiler alert because we're gonna talk about that in a second but when they're having twenty six dollar like like waffles oh that place is expensive that's an expensive expensive <laughs> but um other things in this episode the Miranda-ness of going on her first lesbian date with the woman who reads is one of the best 
moments <laughs> when she's in that little apartment it's the yes. first real apartment we've ever seen in a sex in the city universe it's tiny it's real it's a closet <laughs> that is a real apartment I, I have a lot to say about that because I think that I love that they brought in this character who has like all of this suave and like put togetherness and like this like very um affluent exterior when we meet her right Mm -hmm. And we're kind of brought into like the realness of what it is to be a working actor. And she's got the setup. She's got the tiny apartment and she's making it all work. She maybe has a fabulous address, but the real estate is not that great on the interior. But I want to say that, like, I think the thing that I really that really resonated with me was just that, like, so many times when you're dating and you walk into somebody's apartment and you're just like, he couldn't make an effort. Like you live I, you like this. Was, you, what <laughs> you live like, like this. Yeah. Like you knew I was coming. Like, even if you live like that, homie, you knew I was coming. You couldn't like clean your bathroom. You couldn't like move the cat poop. Like you couldn't, you, you couldn't make a bed for me, bro. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm literally like covered it's the in the bathroom for me. It's you always the bathroom beautiful for you. And you couldn't make a tiny effort. Like not only did you no longer take us out to do something fun. Right. But now you brought us inside and then your inside sucks. Thanks. Oh, it's just everything about it. Just crashing to a halt. The kitty litterness of inside those <laughs> inside of her mules, her asking for change. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it at the bodega. And it's like, Oh, the other thing that was super relatable about this is that is like the the New Yorkness of it all, where it's like we're all like hustling, right? So like maybe that's the best that you can do is that tiny little piece of real estate. Because let's face it, like Miranda's sleeping on a twin bed in mm -hmm. what used to be a, a, a recording studio, right? Like in someone in some other grown adult's apartment. Like let's be very real, but mm -hmm. like you don't have to you don't have to like stay in that kind of a, of a not mindset, but like you can still have like an elevation to what you got. You know what I mean? Like oh, everything like, about her. She's lived in that apartment for a million years God, and yes. she has, and this is what she has given herself. And this is what she's going to, you know what I mean? Like that she's living on top of kitty litter and that she's backed herself out of her own bathroom. This is, this woman is disgusting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but I don't want to like things, but we, we um, I want to make sure that we give everybody an, a digestible amount of episode. The Lisa Todd Wexler storyline also with the girlfriend in her closet, her son's, her son's, oh, yes. um, son's girlfriend. That's the violation. Everything was about the bed. It was, they going to have sex in the bed and it wasn't sex in the bed. It was, you touched my stuff. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Like I've, I've worked so hard. Like you, who are you, little girl? There's it's so her inner sanctum. It's where she edits her movies. It's like that's her space. Yeah. And like he, they completely violated it. It was so funny because, like, boy, <laughs> like it was just like, oh, we're having one it's of those Robert moments. Robert De Niro's son, by the way, that the actor playing portraying her her child. I think that's Robert De Niro's son. Oh, really? So yes. Oh, I don't look at that. I think so because he has two sons two or three sons that kind of look well they're they all have the same mom so they look very similar and he looks very similar to this model and I believe unless he is that model but mm -hmm. 
They didn't get Seema that much in this episode, but they gave her a meteor episode, the next one that we'll talk about. But mm-hmm. Seema just had the issue at the uh, at the spa, not being able to get, you know, we're not wanting a couple's massage. The um, Dr. Naya, she had a perfect me, a me evening, <laughs> she called it, where she made herself a souffle. And I'm like, that is so college professor to like, okay, I'm going to learn how to make a souffle tonight. And like, and she makes it perfectly. Um let me see what else. I think that was kind of like mostly pretty much this episode. It ends with this one being, you know, with Aiden and Carrie. And it's just and just like that, Aiden and I were back on the same page. Boom. Okay. Um, and just like that, season two, episode eight, a hundred years ago. This is the more recent episode that just aired you guys this past week. So we're gonna be caught up here on Bald and Bingeable with how the seasons are currently airing. But um okay. <laughs> This is my favorite episode of the entire thing so far. Really? Yes. Okay. Why are we feeling this way about a hundred years ago? I just love, they brought back um, the sex and the intimacy together, right? So it's like very much there. Closer than ever before, these two. Yes. The um, last time we saw them in bed together with him shirtless like that, there was a bucket of chicken. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> like there was the two of them two of them after glowing with a bucket of chicken in a hot sweaty bed <laughs> and now we're with the two of them and they're sexy they have her feet up on him they're in this hotel they're living their honeymoon so we're right now in the carrie and aiden honeymoon phase and um, it's going well and i just love, yeah i just love so much of like i love that i love that we're seeing it with um anthony's getting sexy like a well, that's something too is that we didn't mention that in the last episode but anthony yeah he gets this poet this italian little poet who is that that uh charlotte finds when she's out and about to deliver his bread because he's for some reason anthony has an issue with his hot men being on steroids come on what did you think that they were on you had all these superheroes <laughs> inside your place please <laughs> on all this human growth hormone but um so they bring so we've now introduced, you know, that we've introduced a sexual side to Anthony, which is fun. Now he's not just going to be quippy like one liners and that sort of thing. So we've introduced him. And it's a it's 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 a May December relationship, which I really I really appreciate because I think we don't see see that often. Well, I live it. Um, but like <laughs> <laughs> on TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it is it and well the thing is is I don't really find him cute i don't i don't find the guy cute to me you know what i mean but then they did really establish that he has a huge he has a huge uh piece that ross matthews <laughs> wanted to see at the drew Barrymore show and it like made them all thing but um it's cute because we're giving anthony a little bit more acting you know it also I mean? feels reminiscent of smith jared and samantha a little bit you know well, what i mean also it reminds you of the very very first season of sex in the city and if you read the sex in the city book Remember Stanford Blatch had the nose, the guy that he thought that thought that was gay that, you know, ended up being straight and stayed with Carrie and felt secure. No, that was, wasn't he the clavicle? No, he was the model. He was the, his, his, you know, his nose was going to be huge, you know, that sort of thing. And then it ended up, you know, like if you put, if you blow up your package, you can bring it in your house and somebody says, how big is it? And you could say eight feet, you know, like it's that this i'm telling you guys there is junk in this head okay but anyways that was like season one of sex in the city um 
but yeah, so it's kind of, it is reminiscent. Like we're kind of recycling a little bit of a storyline, but we're giving it something there. We're giving Anthony a little bit of meat. His whole, it's funny though, that like his, you know, he doesn't go after straight men. So that's his hard rule is that he mm -hmm. hires straight men. So this way he doesn't have HR problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's that whole thing. Speaking of see Lizzo, this is what needs to happen. Everyone needs to set their boundaries. Um, <laughs> That's why they're going to be flying in their own friends. Anyways, um, but the one of the things I love about this, we haven't really talked about Che because Che's kind of like wallowing and we're kind of right now rebuilding Che so people like her or like mm -hmm. them. And uh, Carrie is, you know, is befriended Che, you know, because they were originally the friends. Mm -hmm. And Che's now working at the dog place, you know, so. But again, that's, that's the hustle thing. The New York, like everyone's not, exactly how they appear <laughs> mm -hmm. well it's also kind of proving the whole point of sag you know this whole thing yeah. that they're striking for right now is that like like they they're literally proving the point of, of of sag like on this show it's like literally happening um that they have to go and work in a you know at a dog a dog shelter a dog vet you know to like make ends meet and then also um give you know be uh airbnb the apartment so it was mm -hmm. like this fun little thing that you know aiden and carrie where they went over there and you know they the aiden's a nester he's very much you know like i gotta get stuff for this house we gotta make it you know mm -hmm. nice but you notice that like the lay crusette pot like it was like the most <laughs> expensive stuff <laughs> right nobody's going to like the dollar like 99 cent store not like me like yeah. let's go to the let's go let's go down to canal let's go to fulton real quick and like okay. just go pick up a bunch of things like right. i need a strainer on craigslist if anybody's like leaving their apartment and they're like come get all this shit i don't want to pack it <laughs> mm -hmm. actually i don't do that but the thing is but i would be the person person who's like okay we got to go down to Fulton street real quick and so <laughs> like, i need a mirror a strainer i need you know some sponges r.i.p bed bath and beyond r.i.p r.i.p absolutely so these two you know they're, they're in there um one of the things i loved was because last week i talked about how carrie's not a good person you know the way that she just like brushes charlotte off and charlotte's looking for condoms in the snow and everything you know and <laughs> And like how she just kind of like moves on from things. And even in this episode, they show that like she completely forgets about Seema and the Hamptons. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's there's right. that line. And <laughs> so they, they give us that. But um, we do get a moment here with Carrie of ownership. Mm -hmm. And they go deep because when Che, because Che's the only person who's going to be like, what the fuck happened here? You know what I mean? Like as compared to everybody else that dances around. Right. Right. What happened? And Che goes, so whatever happened, why, what, what, what went wrong here? God and bless she, them. Yeah. For bringing and, it up. Yeah. yeah. And, and Carrie goes, you know, I, I made a mistake, you know? And so, and it's so huge. And That's like, so huge. we, we go back to season three, like, I, like as soon as that like thing, like I remember when and Aiden and Carrie were at the furniture show and everything was so happy. And then all of a sudden Natasha and big walk over and Natasha's looking at the furniture and she thinks it's too big. And he's like, everything's beige. And <laughs> then he has like the, the tube of the program. And he goes, I want out. <laughs> like, I remember it like it was yesterday. So this is like my <laughs> sex in the city mind. <laughs> <laughs> I want out. So that's where, like, I went in my head when she goes, I made a mistake because I was like, yep, that's when it started. And they were going from yeah. the nice hotels to the shittier hotels yeah. and all that. So we get that. And then 
later in this episode when Carrie asks Miranda, and it's like the most heart-wrenching thing in the world, when, Mar when Miranda says, or do you think you're moving too fast? You know, because Miranda just lived this. Miranda just blew her life up and she's telling Carrie, are you moving too fast? And when Carrie looks at her and says, was big a big mistake? Yeah, I think this is, I think this is huge for all of us because we all have <laughs> our Mr. Big, right? Mm -hmm. That one person. And I think we're all kind of like, you know, if you lived, if you didn't end up with your big and you lived past it and like you're, you're growing from it, you're, you, there comes a point where you're like, wow, like that didn't need to be all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I was mistaken. And that's well, a very hard pill to swallow for yourself. She's, she's so candid though, too, with Miranda about, we've never heard Carrie talk about sex like this, but she's been completely satisfied. She's letting herself go. This is the best that she's ever had it with big or even Aiden before, because she's finally able to give herself to one person. Right. So she's it's like this thing. And so like, was big, a big mistake? Like, like, I was always living for big. I was always waiting for him to accept me. I was waiting for him, waiting for him, waiting for him. And when I had this wonderful other person who was, who was her romantic ideal, who was like the security and everything else, he's a big comfy chair. I mean, literally this man is like this, he's an overstuffed chair that you like want to like, you know, that she wants to crawl into his lap all the time. You know, and like and he, the way that you say that he holds her when he hugs her and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And back then she was pulling away from him all the time because there was something else out there. And now that big is gone, she's realizing that I could I've had all this happiness already. Right. But that's a big question because, you know, he's three kids deep and he didn't live in New York all that time. Mm -hmm. So was she Carrie also wouldn't have the she wouldn't have the financial situation that she's in. No, she wouldn't. And but was Carrie the kind of woman who was gonna do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the question, right? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I love him. I loved Miranda's. Yeah, I just love Miranda's reaction to it because, like, sometimes your friends pose these really like existential questions to you, and, and Miranda couldn't like, answer. I can't even begin to answer that. Right. I can be with you, but I, I don't have, I don't have an answer for this. So I'm yeah. just going to keep walking with you. Cause I love you. But like, I just, um, right. Zero lighthouse for this. Here I'm we are. Gonna, yeah. Okay. On, on the other friend thing. And we have seen <laughs> when we have Seema now. Love that. This and love this. We see oh. how much Seema is a baller that, 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 uh, office, that golden office in the sky with the, yep. you know, I mean, like everything is just perfect. She's perfect. She's Lux and all these, you know, all these, these things are happening for her. We get the introduction of the Marvel director who I do not think is cute enough for her. Like, come on. What is this <laughs> weird looking man that they brought? Like he's, he's, she's hotter, way hotter than him. He doesn't but... even wear clothes. Well, that's the thing. Like, like what, <laughs> like, the gay, like the gay guy who came in as her partner was like, he was, was more appealing than this guy. You know what I mean? Like, like it was just like, uh, okay, so we have to we have to believe this storyline for a little while, but I hope that we're gonna give her something good because the whole the wet hair scene, the wet hair scene, the the avoiding your friends in public because yes. you can't right now because she got that we want to take you to dinner 
and not, I want to take you to dinner with Aiden. You know what I mean? And you're talking about yourself as a we now. I, I think what I'm, what I'm loving about this, why I love this is we're seeing, I think something that was like a huge thing that kept happening every episode with the four friends throughout sex in the city was the girl mance of it all. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have these relationships with these girls, but they're really your partners, like as you're growing up together and finding your people in the world. Ema literally so the- proposed to her. Yes. She literally proposed yes. to her the episode before. Will you take this yes. house? So I'm I'm loving the older lady version of the girl man's because mm-hmm. it's very important. Like, and for Carrie to make the distinction that it's like, I, I, it's you, like I, I'm looking forward to you, you know, but then also Seema giving herself complete respect and being like, I don't need to, you know, I don't, I don't, I just need I know, space. I, like, I, need I can, I can spend the summer with you, but I don't want to, you exactly. know, what I, mean? I could Same do what this. Yeah. The way that she says, I, I could do this, but I don't want to, I can't put myself into that place is where she puts, where, oh, where exactly. she tells her. And honoring thyself is very important. Yeah. And then what we're also seeing too, is this, I think why they gave this to us, you know what I mean? For all of us, sex in the city diehards and everything that have, we still feel like the show I think right now is hitting its stride. We're getting to that point mm-hmm. of like, okay, the writers are back. They're, they're firing on all cylinders. The show isn't a great show. It's not going to be a Pulitzer Prize winning show, but it is a fun show that we like to talk about. And we like to enjoy. And we like to check in with our friends. <laughs> and this episode gave us that piece of Carrie and Samantha closure that we never had. That, mm-hmm. you know, because we're seeing the other side of this is what Carrie should have done with Samantha. And and she didn't and the whole space just gives us more space like we we can't mm-hmm, do this mm-hmm. and you know i'm not afraid about losing money on the house i'm afraid about losing you you know it's yes. all that and so that she's showing her friend that like they're she's showing her friend the compassion and the respect you know of like it's mm-hmm. about you i need to make this better you know what i mean and like and understand that i'm in this relationship and i'm on this ride and so i can't you know i, I need to make sure that i hold on to this but at the same time i can't lose you so it's it's a very, very interesting like um way the story. And then the beauty of the very end, you know, of when Seema comes in, you know, and meets them for dinner with the old with the old crew girls, you know what I mean? With 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 our original girls that know. And then all of a sudden Seema comes in a la big, you know what I mean, from Paris. Go get our girl. You know what I mean? It had like yeah. that kind of a vibe of like your heart felt good because you're like, our friend is here. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she and she looks amazing, you know, like she's wearing all black. Another thing where I think they put her in like there. She looked like she was wearing armor though. You know what I mean? Seema still had like an armor suit look on, you know what I mean? Like when she came to dinner in the black in the sequence, mm-hmm. but like it was um. But it was like that moment of like, yay, our friend's here. Like, and then when she uh when she looks at Aiden and she has like that whole moment, of like when he goes, I'll get you a chair, and she goes, You have manners, I love them already. And it's just <laughs> kind of like it's that thing to carry of like, you know what, this one's gonna be we're, we're gonna be fine. You know what I mean? Like right, there's a right. there's a there's there's a tinge there that like you mean you mean a lot to me too. Let's figure it yeah. out. I'm very sad about not getting the Hamptons house though. Like I'm really sad about this. <laughs> it's a character yeah. we never, we never met, but we miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Listen, show creators, we need our Hampton house at some point. Something's got to give. But hey, you know, listen, they also the the other rivaling scene to the Hamptons is Fire Island has become its own thing. So maybe they're more Fire Island people. I have no idea, but that might become a thing later in the future. Hopefully season three, we get some kind of house that we can be fabulous in. I ho- well, the thing is, is good stuff happens in the Hamptons. You know what I mean? Remember, um, Charlotte got crabs in the Hamptons. <laughs> like, you know, we have the... Um, remember when the girl stole Samantha's uh, contacts yes. and threw the party yes. on the beach and yes, that like, bit. you're totally yeah. coked up. You're totally jealous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like good <laughs> shit always happens in the Hamptons, the house with the uh, Richard's house. When Samantha goes out there with the melons and yeah, yeah. I want to look like this. I want to look all crazy. And then she throws the melon through the window. You're, you're brave, in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's the thing yep. is, is we, we got to bring us back to the Hamptons here. And just like that, Michael Patrick King, if you can hear me, we need this back. Um, we're not getting much in Dr. Naya's storyline right now. She's kind of like no. in a place, you know, she's kind of like serving a thing. But L- LTW has had a lot going on. Um, to Charlotte, though, let's let's bounce to our, our main, yes, main characters. Charlotte in the dress. Yes. I love that too. This is my my favorite episode so far. We have so many throwbacks too, because Charlotte is the gallerista girl, and we we have yes. her back in her gallery, and so it makes all right yes. with the Sex and the City world. Is that like you want to believe that if you walked into a gallery somewhere in the city, Charlotte York is going to be working there? You know, Charlotte yes. York Um I love I love the picture they brought up. You know, of them like because that's part of the marketing, right? The four the four black dresses, the LBDs. Mm-hmm. I love that they brought that up. And I just, I love how Lisa was like, what did I do? Like the girl from the store mm-hmm. was like, what did I do wrong? And she's like, you're 25. Like you didn't <laughs> do anything wrong. It's just like a real thing that women have to face as they age that we're no Here's longer. Here's some more dresses with more flattering figure options for fuller figure. Like, and it's like, <gasps> absolutely not but I love that we ended that with her walking into the gallery seeing the new iteration of what she used to be but then meeting the head the more senior person there which was a bigger girl back to our original conversation that we had Bonnie Milligan from Kimberly Akimbo yeah so just you know the bigger girl and she's in her she's still a gallerina she's Mm -hmm. still very knowledgeable she's gonna train Charlotte she loves herself she's out here but the world has changed. She doesn't have yeah, to be that anymore. Top top, exactly. Though I will say, Charlotte throwing away all those spanks into the toilet, into the hundreds trash, of dollars, hundreds of dollars. I was so mad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way. So bad. I was so glad I'm, that she at least grabbed one of those spanks that back out. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm like, listen, that's people's rent. <laughs> like what trash. are you doing, crazy girl? <laughs> Um, trying to think, is there anything else here that we should like to talk about before we get ourselves wrapped? Because there was so many, there was, this was a really good one. The Miranda, yeah. the Miranda and the, um, so the thing is, is so Charlotte's trying to fit in at the gallery. Miranda's also trying to fit in with this new work opportunity and they bring her in as a, uh, 
as an intern, but they're really bringing her in to replace somebody. So I'm, let's see where this goes and how these girls treat her subsequently. Like right. when they find out when that she has this like upper role. As soon as I noticed, like as soon as I it hit me in that scene where you're not allowed to work past six o'clock, and I see and I look at the woman, I'm like, she's pregnant. She's not, Miranda's getting her job. Miranda's getting her job. That's what I was like. As soon as as soon as I saw, it, like my my head already went there. Like I was like, oh, we're, we're I can write this. I could be a writer. I. I too will strike with WGA because I am a writer. <laughs> Hell no, he need rights. Um, yeah, I just that was really interesting because I was like, why is she an intern? Like, she's overqualified for whatever she could possibly be interning for, no matter what industry. Well, she thought that was her biggest mistake was not doing the Human Rights Watch originally, and she took off, and she feels like this was her big mistake, and so now she's trying to recoup it. And she's a non-traditional student. Can you imagine if they would have had her done do these scenes with the gray hair that she had in the first season? <laughs> like how much older she would have looked in these these like yeah. in these moments. So it's it's a whole thing. Um, is there anything else? I still find Charlotte's kids annoying. And next week we're gonna get a whole storyline. It looks like with Brady and Lily sleeping together or something. Um, oh yeah great I've been waiting for it I knew it was gonna happen mm -hmm. it made sense yes I mean it, it is technically like your cousin but whatever <laughs> they've been raised together pretty much yeah, yeah. that's true yeah they are this is, a, this is, this listen, is your family <laughs> yeah New York City kids that grow up together like that where like the moms are best friends and stuff like that they they all end up hooking up yeah, look at Tinsley Mortimer, her first husband. You know what I mean? So and then they go a little bit crazy. So okay. Um then this one ends with, and just this is a very, very lengthy thing because they had the whole conversation. They had the intimate conversation about, you know, he has chickens at home, blah, blah, blah. And Carrie wants to meet his kids. And it's like a first. And not, so, yeah. and now we're at that point where Carrie's leaving. And, and just like that, it went to Aiden's farm. It wasn't Howard's end, it was better. It was our new beginning. So they're really setting us up for these two to like be together. And I'm kind of here for it. Like, will they have done all of this to end up with Aiden now? I mean, we all wanted it to be Aiden, mm -hmm. but I'm, I keep thinking about who she is and how she's this cosmopolitan woman. But at the same time, like so much of her, so much of who Carrie is, is like who she thought she should be. Mm -hmm. I think so it'd be interesting to kind of see I don't know I kind of wanted her to be single for a little while longer but you no know, but they've been jetting forward in this so it's been like over a year since her husband's died and all that sort of you know what I mean so like they're just they're pushing 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 let's see so next week is going to be like two more weeks into the future or you know like a like another month into the future so we'll see where they where they end up jumping now Okay, you guys, um, before we end out today, let's do our nouns of the week, our person, places, and things. So who is your person of the week? Um, uh, I forget his name. He's married to Sophia Vergara. Oh, they're getting divorced. Oh, are they? Yes, he's going to be on the... Um, yeah, Joe Mangiello. They have uh they have now um yeah, they are now it actually has an end date on their Google thing that says that they're done as of 2023. 
So that's um, sad. They were they seemed like they were so good together. Yeah. That she went is to Taylor Swift sad. last night. But anyways, but you like Joe Mangiello? He is Yeah, so here's beautiful. the thing. So he flashed across a screen somewhere at some point and I was like, mm, I forgot about him. And I was like, yes. And then also mm-hmm. this is this harkens back to my inner baby girl, Ralph Macchio. That was like my original, <laughs> original crush. And there was this like montage in a reel somewhere. I posted it um, like a few days ago and it was just like Ralph Macchio through the years. And I was like, oh my God, I used to like the, the karate kid was like my movie, but it was like, he was the reason it was my movie. I could give kids who craps about karate, but you know, so yeah. Aww. So Joe Mangiello and uh, Ralph Macchio. Okay. And I'm gonna, I'm giving it to Idris Elba this week because that series was effing good. Watch hijacked. I'm totally into it um our place this week what's your place aruba Ooh, have you been or are you going or are you i have been um i like went it's just it's just really beautiful the people are really kind mm-hmm. um i find it's hot there but it's like it's everything's kind of near the water because it's such a tiny island so that the cross like the ocean breeze is mm-hmm. very very like you can feel it often so like it's not the same kind of heat as like in Puerto Rico or like Dominican Republic where there's more land mass there's just mm-hmm. always like a nice breeze everywhere and then um the beaches are beautiful and then nature is like kind of there I went to this beach and there was just like flamingos just like walking I don't think I've ever been there hmm. and we've been on cruises out there I have actually yeah. never been there Aruba. Oh, my place right now that I'm just thinking about this is so stupid and gross. It's first class, like <laughs> sitting in first class, like it's an experience. <laughs> it's like the best. It's like the best thing in the world. Like just sitting preferred, even just like sitting preferred, watching whatever you want, and like nobody can contact you because I will not get the internet when I'm on like a flight just because I do not want to like be talked to. You know what I mean? Like and so. <laughs> I can like binge away and it's usually something that like I don't have any sense like watching or like when Netflix like surprised me that one time with Emily in Paris like just automatically downloaded into my phone and like I opened it up and it was like I have this to watch on this flight (laughs) it was the most amazing thing in the world so I just have to say like first class is amazing okay your thing this week um what is my thing um I will say like it's not a thing thing per se, but it's like, I've over the years have like subscribed to, or like read books on decluttering and like mm-hmm. make life more simple. And so there's like a bunch of little techniques that I pulled from everyone. And I just am feeling this week, I'm feeling particularly grateful for them because I feel like I am now able to look at a pile of something and very quickly be like trash, keep donate, like, nice. like, like this. Because so your, thing, your thing is organizational skills. And- yes, yes, organizational <laughs> skills. I can be like, that's trash, this is valuable, this is not, like, just- That's a perfect so, thing. Like, so fast, like you can give me a giant pile of something and in less than an hour, I will like know what's valuable, have a pile for donation and the rest is in the garbage. Mm. It's just, it's, it's the way that I've been able to do it as of late. I'm like, wow, I really have been- working and and using these tools that I've been learning from all these like books and programs and shows and whatever Mm -hmm. my thing this week is also very cushy and first world (laughs) 
air conditioning Um, (laughs) you guys air conditioning like we it just it's it should be like a right now it should be like a basic thing that we get along with like feminine hygiene products it should and you know child care and everything else but it should be air conditioning so that's something that we all need to be thankful for um and thank whatever powers that be okay listen you guys this has been another episode of bald and bingeable it's been a little fun one we got really serious today and we also got really silly and whatnot but uh thanks so much for tuning in aguila ramirez where can they find you you guys can find me on instagram at v-i-a-h-u-e-d-a agada via agada at yeah at via agada at at instagram.com and then <laughs> so on my instagram.com is you can find me at d'angelo gogo at instagram.com you can also find me at d'angelo gogo um my link trees and bald and bingeable and all that other stuff so you guys like subscribe listen to it tell your friends listen to me at night when you guys are going to sleep and just like put me on his background and just like let it happen so i get my listen my, my favorite ways to listen to the to the pod is to when i'm cleaning when i'm cooking when i'm washing dishes and because i live in new york whenever i walk to the subway See, i have people that I have, I have like a lot of gym listeners too that's what people tell me that are like listening in the gyms so and we appreciate all of them hi ish Anyways, um, we need to have him back on the show pretty soon. So uh, other than that, thank you guys so much. And good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level. Okay, so here is where the lower level came from. So in Real Housewives of New York, there is an episode where everybody goes to Ramona's Hampton's house. And, you know, people pull position for who has the best room. Well, Ramona mm-hmm. puts people in different rooms here and there throughout the house. And this is the time when, like, Bethany was just getting back into the show and blah, blah, blah. So Bethany was getting a good room. Sonya got a good room. Well, Ramona had a basement that had a room that also had like a little rec room and everything but she wouldn't call it the basement she would call it the lower level because she didn't want to make Luann feel bad and Luann felt like she needed to have the better room because she was just getting married and so she was like in her like marriage like bright zillator of being like I but I should be in a better room because I'm getting married that you know I'm engaged I think what my girls would be good happy for me and all that well it ends up up, Luann gets pissed. She goes to her house, you know, that's 10 miles away, you know, because they all have houses in the Hamptons. And that's where she stay, stays for the night. Well, she sends a letter or she sends a text. And it's, you know, and I do not appreciate being put down the lower level with the spiders and the cold and the smell of the basement, blah, 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 blah. And good night from the lower level. And that's how they <laughs> end it. So that's kind of, it's always been a thing. And so since the show, we don't talk about things, you know, as being like too highbrow. So we welcome you to the lower level. So that's what that is. I love <laughs> the lower level living. It's fun. There you go. <laughs>